Before this episode starts, I want to share with you how I save some costs doing this podcast in collaboration with uh, Corporate Training Solutions Australia, um, run by James and Yoland. Um, when I mentioned my interest of doing um, this interview series, they were very supportive and um, allowed me to use their paid business Zoom account, um, which allowed me to live stream um, to Facebook, uh, my interviews, which you can't do on the free uh, version. And so I've known them for the past five years, um, very biz, uh, relationship focused with regards to um, business. Um, and so he's definitely the type of, both of them are definitely the type of people that I want in my professional network. Uh, CTS, Corporate Training Solutions um, Australia provides professional development courses um, and everyday end user software skills. Reach out to them if you're looking for training for your organisation, uh, government departments and private. They've worked with companies all over Australia and the Pacific, Southeast Asia. Send them an email at info at cts-training.com.au. Hey, this is episode... Eight SFL podcast chatting to Matt Hudson. Um, so much fun, great banter. Um, we talk all things business. He's an accountant lawyer, um, but we also talk about uh, the NFL draft, which was on when we were doing the interview, um, and just some passion pursuits. It was really fun. I really enjoyed it, um, and definitely check check out his LinkedIn profile, uh, which is in the uh, podcast information as well. Enjoy. Good morning. It's uh, Malaki here again. Uh, really enjoying these uh, social catch-ups. I'm a pretty social person in nature, so um, it's been really good to chat one-on-one with um, just my professional network. And I've got a guest, uh, Matt Hudson, um, joining me this morning, which I'm really keen to just banter about some of his passions and interests, but also the business side and how um, they've been pivoting in this uh, economic shutdown here in Brisbane. Um, but welcome, Matt. How are you? Yeah, thanks, Dave. Uh, it's really good to be here. Um, thanks for inviting me. No drama. Yeah, um, I yeah was. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn as you are as well. So um, I really enjoyed a lot of your content that I saw um, coming through my feed. So I was. I guess it was just a natural invite. And um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big champion of other people trying to um, be proactive around using social media. So yeah, keep, keep it up wherever you can. And, I'd love to be a guest, not that you've invited me yet, but if you get approved on LinkedIn um, Live, that would be great to answer again. <laughs> yeah, well, I put my application in. Um, hopefully, I'm able to do it in the next uh, couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, and then we can sort of get some people on and talk about their own world and how we can help others. That's really my uh, process on LinkedIn is to try to give out as much free information as I can to people. Yep. Um, trying to summarize as many cases as possible um, relating to my, my profession. Um, yep. So insolvency and restructuring yep. um, and to, you know, teach people and put myself in front of them. hundred percent of what I'm trying to do. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. And I love what you said about free content. And just before we started recording, you did mention that, um, you know, you have um, been pretty successful with LinkedIn in terms of obviously creating free content, but just building relationships, even though it's a virtual platform, like it doesn't mean you can't build that professional relationship. So it's definitely a tool that can be used. Huh? Oh, it's been amazing. Yeah. Just, and, and also for your own personal profile, um, when you're a professional, uh, especially a lawyer or accountant or something like that, a lot of the time you're just doing marketing for the firm. For me, 
I uh, trying to use my own, uh, trying to use my LinkedIn to create a bit of a personal brand um, and, you know, give as much free information as possible, announce things, find mistakes in legislation and, and try to give it to as many of my followers as possible. Um, and, you know, it's been a two year or two and a bit year journey for me. Like I think I started in December, 2018. Oh. Um, and I had about 400 followers, uh, barely wrote. I think I maybe wrote once every couple months on just something I was interested in, didn't really get too involved. And then, um, now I post probably four to seven times a week, um, on various content, um, and my follower base is now about 14,000. Um, wow. And it's just, it's been awesome. Um, yeah. And, and I've been getting some pretty decent work out of it as well. 100%. <clears throat> yeah. Just on the, um, in terms of the posting content, how, how important, or not so much how important, but what was the change for you, I guess, like you were saying when you first joined, um, it was maybe three or four times a month, I think you said, when it's now it's six or seven, eight times a week. Like, was there a specific, yeah. like, oh, there was a change and what really motivated you then allowed you to continue to be consistent with your posts? I think originally uh, it was, I was a little bit shy about it. I uh, didn't want to give too much away. I was a bit concerned that if I wrote something, I could be wrong. And I think it just it was all about confidence for me, finding some confidence um, and finding interesting topics to write about is also a bit of a challenge. Um, it's not like, you know, my job is to just do social media. I've, I've, um, I'm a professional accountant, um, lawyer that needs to do obviously set, set billable hours a day. So it can be a little bit tough finding content. Um, but so what I've done is I've subscribed to just about every single, um, newsletter, case updater, um, uh, news amalgamator that there is. Um, and I just get fed so much information every day. Um, and so I'll just find some moment during the day and I've just become very good at skim reading. Uh, wow. and then I just choose a topic and write about it. Yeah. Um, and I've tried to do it within something where someone could read the content within a two or three minutes. Um, yeah. so I could, some, my aim is to try to summarize say a hundred page case into something that would take you probably 10, 15 seconds to understand and then probably 30 seconds to a minute to read it properly, you know? Yeah. Um, that's what I'm trying to do. And there's, there's some other fantastic people on LinkedIn that are doing the same thing now. Um, and, you know, big shout out to them because they make it a bit of a community for us. So it's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, so good. Um, I love what you're saying about um, initially it was maybe a bit of confidence or you didn't really know what to talk about given, you know, your profession. Um, but I mean, anyone who's watching this, like I'm sure I could speak for you as well. Just to encourage anyone, like just start. Like it, I think part of the creativity comes once you start putting stuff out there and um, yeah. back on what you're saying, the, the literally 15 second, 30 second, like summary, like even for me, right? I'm not like an accountant or a lawyer. Um, but I'll re I read through your posts and that's how I get uh, updated as well. A little bit on like the state of affairs with businesses and particularly, you know, the industry that you're in. So, man, it's, it's really been a, a, a good source of information for me, I guess. So, well, it's such a that. different way to write. Like when you're at your law school, you're taught to write these massive long journals and stuff. And, and um, I've been doing this for a bit over about eight and a half years now. Um, yeah. And through most of that time, all my articles were probably you know, extremely complicated and would go on for thousands and thousands of words. No one <laughs> reads them. Um, um, sometimes they're, they're, those articles are very important for our industry and that, but 
uh, for me, I, um, I had to relearn how to write to be able to fit into LinkedIn's requirements. And I think it's made me a better writer and a better um, uh, producer of work. Um, trying to get a, um, something really complicated into 1300 characters. And don't forget on LinkedIn, a character includes a full stop why but it does um so you know even a full stop can get you over the over their character count so it can be a bit tough sometimes yeah Um, and and the other thing i was just going to say too based off what you're saying was um it's and we were actually chatting about this briefly before we started recording was you enjoy the written word like obviously like you were just saying so um i think it makes it a bit more enjoyable in in terms of you know, wanting to produce content and something that you're interested in, it's something that you like. And so one of my big beliefs is um, doing something that's authentic. So if written words um, authentic to you or it's more organic, do that or video or stories or different platforms like obviously TikTok or YouTube and all that sort of stuff, whatever works, I think just to start is is probably a good key. Yeah, man, I fully agree. Like for me, um, if I can give a good example, um, I felt a little bit obliged to write about Virgin when the collapse occurred. Um, yeah. because I do use my thing as a bit of a breaking news. Um, yeah. um, so I don't, I don't particularly enjoy those types of articles and I, I, I probably spent about a minute or two quickly writing it. Um, yeah. But what did pique my interest out of that um, administration was um, the concept of the velocity frequent flyer points. What happens mm. to those in the event, you know, Virgin goes under, are your points safe? Yeah. So that night I ended up going and researching, um, spent, uh, quite a bit of my own money actually um, down uh, getting searches off ASIC um, and pieced it together and and, and then put out a, um, a an article through LinkedIn or a post through LinkedIn to explain to people, I think based on publicly available information through ASIC, uh, yeah. your velocity points appear pretty safe. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, my, my post went out. Um, and that type of stuff I enjoy. It's like, an, it's like almost like investigative journalism in a sense. Um, yeah. um, and I like that type of stuff that, that gets me wanting to write more on LinkedIn. Um, yeah. No, I love that. Um, no, that's good. So I, I guess just changing gears a little bit and dovetailing on the, off the back of what we're talking about, you know, with regards to the economic shutdown, I guess if you can call that for us in Australia, like, you know, there's countries that are doing it far worse, but I uh, still want to be sensitive, obviously, to a lot of people and businesses that are doing it tough here in Brisbane and Australia. But, you know, your own personal situation, um, you know, working from home, sounds like that's changed a little bit. Um, what's, what's like one thing that's um, surprised you, I guess, in your, your sort of daily routine now that you're working from home? Yeah, well, probably two main things. Uh, one, from a personal point of view, um, uh, my fiancé and I are working from home full-time um just the number of hours you get back honestly it's amazing um we were spending over two hours a day traveling in commute to get into the city um now we're able to take our two beagles for a walk um spend time with them um but i think it also sort of makes you work a little bit longer as well um i'm finding that we're sort of getting into a slightly bad habit of wanting to to work and that's where it's so much easier here at this setup um But, um, you know, I think it's, it's been better for my health at the moment, you know, um, not being in the city all the time. And, you know, a, a quite a big part of my um, work. So obviously I work on the tools, but also I'm a, I am a BDM um, for my firm. And 
Um, you know, I've got to go out with clients and, and prospective clients, um, take them drinking, on, you know, and, and spend time with them and entertain them and stuff, you know. Um, I don't have to do that as much at the moment. Um, so it's a very different world for me um, from that perspective. Um, but um, I think the other second point I was going to say is that from our firm's point of view and a lot of other liquidators, like if you think about a liquidator, a liquidator is very conservative um, by nature there. Um, I would say some of them are technophobes um, and we're very untrusting of um, the whole process. What we were proposing in terms of us working from home using, uh, we use Microsoft Teams for ours, uh, but you know, putting those types of processes in place, um, the trust level was so low uh, from the start. Um, and now it's, it's amazing where we are. Like I'm, I'm finding that a lot of the liquidators in our firm and, and in other firms are a lot more open to it. Um, and it's only been a month, but I think it's starting to prove to them that, um, you know, having the big office space in the city may not necessarily be necessary. You know, like it, 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 you don't, you don't, maybe you don't need it. Um, I think you do need it to an extent, like you need to be in the city um, for our type of stuff, you know, but that may only need to be two or three days a week. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> So I don't know, like, I think there needs to be a lot more conversation about that and a bit of debate would be nice. But, um, you know, I also though don't want to put people out of work from a commercial rent perspective and, and all that, you know, because uh, uh, I'm, I'm very worried about that, um, you know, that industry um, to an extent. So they, they, I think, need to pivot a bit and think about it themselves, what they're going to do. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I like, I like what you're saying about, um, obviously, pivoting like so your particular business but i mean that i guess that's an opportunity for all industries right is to it, it may be that um from a financial point of view it's 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 less beneficial but there are efficiencies i guess like you know the example that you use so like you said i think it's going to force some conversations or at least have, have an open arena or open conversation have opportunities to talk about some of these things and and yeah, it might just force people's hands and stuff like that. So many, many positives to come from it, um, I think. And I mean, I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think from a professional's point of view, I think it's going to change things a little bit. Um, obviously, once you're a, when, when you're an insolvency practitioner, you will get appointed to jobs where you've actually got to go out to sites. So even during this pandemic, um, yeah. we have been going out to sites, uh, liquidating assets and stuff. Um, so there is an element of, of risk there for us. So, so we have been very careful and taking precautions. Um, uh, so we're not, I'm not just locked in this office all day, you know, you know my home office all day. Uh, we are out actually doing stuff quite regularly. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying it, to be honest. Um, yeah. I'm just getting a lot more done. It's great. <laughs> um, and, and to be fair, like I, you don't, like I haven't necessarily needed to be in the city to, do client referral stuff like last night i hosted a um 20 person um uh, microsoft teams chat so 20 clients came on and we just talked um most people would say that would just be a mess but we put a little bit of structure in there um put a couple of uh played a couple of games in, as part of it and um i thought it went pretty well um, nice yeah yeah 100 so, so many good things to come from it um Part of the reason, changing gears a little bit again, I guess, um, yeah, part of the reason why I wanted to chat to you too is, you know, your background and, I mean, you know, I'm not a finance expert or any of that sort of stuff, um, you know, I don't have a background in accounting, so I'm only just 
looking at stuff and doing my own research, but it's good to talk to a professional, like, you know, in, in terms of, you know, um, looking at some of the data and from our notes, it looks like, um, you know, you, either you personally or maybe the company that you're with has, you guys have done a commercial risk outlook report. Um, yep. Do you want to just talk a little bit about that and, um, you know, what the findings were from that? Yeah, so we, we do a regular, uh, used to be every six months, uh, it's called a commercial risk outlook report. Um, so every six months we used to publish, um, uh, now it's we're doing it once a year in March. Uh, what it does is it takes data um, that only I think a handful of, of organisations in the country are able to get access to um, and it produces a probability risk score type thing um, uh, that um, risk scores each industry in each postcode, so to speak. So what that means is that in a particular postcode, I, I can pretty well tell you on a probability scale, what is the most riskiest industries in that postcode. Um, and if you can break the data down enough, you could potentially, uh, we, we're not doing it, um, but you could in theory, uh, if you could get the data down enough, you could work out some of um, the players that are most at risk. Um, so I'd highly encourage anybody um, to go and check out the SV Partners um, website. Uh, look up a little bit up on the top banner. Um, I checked it this morning um, and it's just called the uh, Commercial Risk Outlook Report for March 2020. And it has heaps of fantastic information there. Um, our marketing team does an incredible job putting that together every year. Yeah. Um, and you'll there's the, the, it basically gets pushed to all the different newspapers and that and then, and it gets a really good run. Um, what I would say about the data is that it it's because it's been produced in March. Um, it's only collecting data up until about I think December, so last year. So it won't take into account COVID as yet. Um, but I think there is talks about. Um, uh, reassessing that, but you, you can't get the data out fast enough at the moment. Even the AS, uh, Australian Bureau of Statistics um, aren't even putting it out fast enough. So, yeah, we'll see. It'll be very interesting to see what happens over the next um, next couple of months. Yep, hundred percent. And when are, when are you guys looking at um, releasing another report such as that, or revving it up with new data? I would I would like for it to happen again this year, yep. um, but. Uh, like the last couple of years, we've only been doing them in March, uh, just because if you do it too often, it sort of loses its um, appeal to people. But I think in this environment, um, I think there'll be an argument to say that it should come out again this year, but it's, um, it's, it's very useful uh, if you can, you know, look through the facts and identify your own postcode and see what's most at risk, because it's, it's, um, it's a really good resource. Yeah. No, that's that's cool, mate. And um, I guess as a <clears throat> another um, thing that you're doing, which looks like is a benefit to basketball business owners, um, yep. is the free business health check. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, just just talk a little bit about how that came about. You know, what what the intention is, and how people can um, either reach out directly or benefit from that. Yeah. Um, so Kyle McMillan from uh, Curry Scott and Associate Lawyers. Uh, Nick Hill uh, from Walker Hill Chartered Accountants and I, um, like we're, we're all sort of part of a little bit of a networking group um, called Networking uh, Net Networkers Referral Group. Um, we came together on one of the days, we've all been you know, good mates for a little bit now, um, and we said, how can we help? 
Um, you know, we, we can't be on the front line medicine and all that, but that's not our world. Um, but we thought, let's see how we can try to help people. Uh, what can we do? And we came up with this free business health check. So if you go hashtag free business health check, um, anywhere on Facebook, there's a, a page dedicated to it. We put out content, um, semi-regularly. Um, we are working on quite a lot more at the moment and free guides and free material for everyone. Um, but really it is just pro bono or, or Latin for free, um, accounting. Um, yeah. so, you know, free accounting, free legal, um, just trying to help people, help businesses. I should say we, we are just focusing on businesses here. Yeah. Um, I can't help. We can't help. Um, unfortunately people who have lost their jobs in that there are people that are better qualified at that type of stuff than us. Yeah. Um, but what we are there to do is try to help businesses as much as possible. Um, to understand stimulus packages, understand what to do about restructuring their affairs. Um, you know, the fact that although the government came out and said that no one can be sued for insolvent trading until September. Um, so, you know, if you, if you're a director of a company and you trade your company, um, whilst it might be insolvent, you know, you can't pay its debts when it's due, uh, government said you can't be sued for that but there are so many other director's duties and other things that you need to consider before you just accept that. Um, so, you know, we can look at your situation and give you the best advice possible um, across one of the three of us. And we've got so many other people in our contact pool um, that we can reach out to, you know, finance brokers, um, construction ex experts, HR, um, all those people are more than happy to try to help out as best they can and, and um, you know, for free if they can. Um, obviously not everything can be free, uh, but we're trying our best to give back. And I think, I think it's been awesome. We, we've, we've been able to help, um, quite a few cafe owners now, oh, wow. uh, which has been really rewarding. Um, yep. trying to help, especially one in particular who had a bit of trouble with his landlord and, and what we have liked is with the federal government coming out with its commercial, um, code of conduct for leases that has helped us a bit with that negotiation with the landlord. Cause before that landlord was like, nah, you guys have just got to pay uh, or your clients got to pay. And we were like, well, they can't even operate. <laughs> Government said they're not allowed to operate. What are they meant to do? So, um, so that's been really rewarding. And, um, you know, we've been working on yeah, plenty of SMEs. Uh, that's more of our, when we're doing this free business health check, just focusing on SMEs. SMEs, yeah. So that's good to give some some examples. Any cafe owners watching, or if you yeah. know of any, um, yeah, because it, it it could be a bit overwhelming too. Like obviously people are trying to do their best, but just getting secondary advice or um or yeah, any SMEs that that's really good. I like it how you've targeted that specifically. So that's really good. Yeah, um, any SMEs looking for that stimulus package? Um, we we've spent a lot of time understanding the stimulus package. It's not my world necessarily to do that. Um, but I wanted to get ahead of it so I could, uh, give as much as I could to this project. Um, yeah. but Nick Hill is the expert on it. Um, he's the, he's a managing director of his own firm. Um, um, you know, he's a young guy doing very well in accounting. Um, so he's the expert. We're sort of leveraging a little bit off him on that. Um, but together all three of us have spent a lot of time reading and, and researching. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's been good to help people. Um, and um understand the situation and and um yeah see how else we can help i love that <clears throat> yeah yeah it is it is a very uh interesting era i guess that we're in and um yeah i guess working from home 
uh, aside from obviously the personal professional benefits, it, you're a bit of a gamer as well. So has it been a bit of a struggle to try and like, oh, I, I really need to do work, but I really want to get on like um, the game? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it has been. A bit, I was a bit worried about that at the start, to be honest, um, that I might get a bit... Um, I've always been terrible at working from home uh, before this. Um, and I had to set myself some really strict rules to stop me from jumping onto the, my an Xbox and PlayStation, um, just jumping on one of them and start playing. Um, like I'm even sitting in my gaming chair right now. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, like I, I really enjoy it. I've been doing it my whole life. My, my parents always hated it, but um, they've learned, learned to love it. Um, uh, same with my fiance. She um, she doesn't really like it too much when I'm on it, but oh, well, it gives me a it gives me a um a chance to relax. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, switch your brain off. Hundred percent, mate. And oh man, that's this conversation could go so many places. Like you know, part of the reason why I want to create content, not only to learn a new skill through the self isolation period, but one of the things I follow uh, Gary Vaynerchuk quite a bit, and so okay. he talks about um you know, uh, whether it's true or not, but I kind of feel it strongly as well, is people will demonize or all of a sudden just have a negative view on technology or particular things that haven't worked in the past. So for example, gaming or social media platforms like TikTok, like there's there's particular things that people will just say about and they don't understand it. And so I like what you're saying about, um, you know, obviously your parents and your fiance, like maybe they weren't sort of super on board with it in the beginning, but um, I can totally relate, right? And the reason why I'm, I'm sort of going down this path is, you know, me and my wife, part of our goal is when our kids come, if they love gaming, like don't just restrict it because we don't understand it. And we think that, you know, when I was a kid, gaming was bad or where I'm an adult, right? So I, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a very interesting conversation. So you were just touching lightly on some of those really big pressure points for me, but um. Yeah, I'm, I'm very empathetic to, to those type of things, right? Because we, I might have kids that love gaming. And so yeah. you could, they, might, they might make that a career. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a very... Yeah, like it's, it's, it's uh, a lot of fun. But, and it can teach you some pretty, um, pretty amazing skills, to be honest. Um, I could talk about that actually for a while because I've had to defend this conversation many times. Yeah, let's um, go. I'm one, one, <laughs> one, one thing I would say is that uh, you just have to be careful that they don't become overly addicted. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, um, we actually got appointed. Um, uh, I'll, I'll just be a little bit careful with this conversation. Yeah, but 100%. We were appointed uh, to a bankrupt who had... Um, who was earning significant sums of money every year. He was a um, professional in his own right. Um, uh, you know, we're talking, you know, monster salary. Um, and he went bankrupt because he was addicted to a game, oh, wow. um, microtransactions. Um, so, you know, he would get on his phone um, or any apps or whatever, and um, he, he'd have this particular game he loved and he'd get on and he'd just spend money. Um, to be the best of the game, um, uh, I think I think the the word that the acronym that's used is whale. Um, uh, as a, um, in the gaming landscape, the acronym is whale, which is all about someone who spends a lot of money to be the best of the game. And I would say that was probably him. Um, he spent hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, wow. A year. Well, not a year. Sorry, hundreds of thousands of dollars over the space of a couple of years. Um, so we're currently investigating that, um, trying to work out if there's any recourse against the store, but um, 
not sure. I'm still thinking that one through, but yeah, it's, it's, so that I think is the dark side of it. Um, you just, you know, when you've got kids and that, making sure that there's none of that microtransactions. Um, yeah. <laughs> outside of that, like you, you, you learn how to be part of a community. Um, uh, you know, some of those games, you actually can create some of your best friends through it. Um, and, um, you know, your motor skills. I know that's going to sound weird, but your reaction time. I, I always said that, so take, for example, COD, um, uh, Call of Duty. So you... I've always said that people are terrible at COD if you don't play it enough. And the reason for that is like tennis. If you don't play tennis enough, your eye is not in the ball. Um, You you don't, you don't get the feel for it. The same with cricket. I absolutely love cricket. Um, And um, until you're there day in, day out playing, you're not going to be very good at it. COD is the same. You need to get your eye in. Um, So teach, it it increases your skills in that type of way. But yeah, I'm always a big fan. Um, you know i'll always keep watching to see if there's anything else coming out um, but it's been a bit dry lately so not are you a part of any leagues right now like i know there's an official cod league like a premier world cod league or something but uh is there any like secret no, sort of um, like you know crews that you're a part of that's like earning you a, a side income right now no i, I don't play enough anymore um oh, yeah. i i used to play um combat arms a lot um and um you know we uh one of my best mates um and i used to play that all the time and, and we we're in plenty of leagues but um no nah, too it's too hard nowadays too busy yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh but you know anyone listening i, I definitely recommend jumping on um and having <laughs> a game or two <laughs> no, thanks for sharing that example that real life example though that's that's actually changed my perspective a little bit like getting a real life example of um, the downsides of that. So um, no, that's that's really good. I appreciate you sharing. That. And there's no recourse at the, that I can think of at the moment because if you, the only time that um, a microtransaction is unlawful um, is well, sorry, there's two times. One is if the person is under a specific consent age, um, and so that might be 18. I think yeah. I think 18 is the consent age in Australia for a microtransaction. Or yeah. two. Um, if the microtransaction involves gambling. So if there is not luck, um, it's so obviously a microtransaction has some form of luck in it. Um, it's more than luck. It's got to be like a chance to win something that is m- money in your back pocket type thing, you know? Um, yeah. So if there's that and you're overspending, um, then there's definitely a clawback. Um, but I think it's a bit gray at the moment about someone who spends hundreds of thousands of dollars in the space of a year or two. There's no real law on that. Um, and I know there's been plenty of Senate inquiries on it. Uh, no one's really come up with an answer. So um, it's something that I'm quite interested in um, writing about. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm still thinking that one through. Um, Interesting. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Now that's... Oh man, so interesting. There's a lot, yeah. a lot more to be said on that, I guess. Um, yeah, we but, could just uh, talk about that for the rest of the day. Oh, <laughs> mate, so easy, honestly. Um, the other thing I, I'm big on, actually, and I didn't actually put these in the questions. So, um, I, the other thing I'm big on is TikTok. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, have you? Have you? Have you on the camera? My fiance. Yeah. No, my fiance has been doing a lot of it. <laughs> She's been trying to get me on it for the last few weeks, um, but the dogs are featuring heavily. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'm not. Um, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm generally camera shy, so. Um, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna think about it from from the perspective of um, uh, you know seeing how I can put some insolvency stuff out there on it, but you know they're meant mate. to just be ten second snapshots, so I don't know yet how to do it. Hundred percent. I mean, oh man, so many businesses that I've seen right now are just going all in on it. Now, there's probably some front runners that have probably been on the platform for about a year. Obviously it's yep. where most you could argue the most attention is. I use TikTok more than anything else right now. My wife got on it because um, her, she's a teacher and all of her students are on it. And literally within a couple of months because she was posting regularly and she understood like the dynamic of what was going on. Um, she just, it opened up a new world for her. Like she could communicate just on their level with their students. Right. And so from that point of view, I was like, Oh, I'm just going to get on just to check it out. And um, it actually ended up being a bit of an exercise thing in self-isolation because you do some of those dance routines like for 20 minutes and I'm just like sweating heaps. So that was pretty cool, but I'm just curious. Hey, and I'm, I'm going, I'm going pretty hard on it, trying to post on there like three times a day, but mate, I would, I'll send you some examples too of some very yeah. savvy, like if it's not just businesses, but influencers that have really made it a niche for them in a quick, quick time. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll just encourage you, man. Yeah, even if you just get on it and understand what it is, um, you, you can't lose. Yeah, please do. I'm. Um, I have. I. I. I am a little bit skeptical on it uh, before she was on it. Um, yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, I have seen plenty of her videos um, going up. Um, but um, yeah, no, I'll certainly check it out. Mm. Um, it's. Uh, it's just hard to think of how you would try to sell insolvency and and. Uh, and uh, all that type of stuff through it. It's, um, something you'll be, you'll be surprised. Oh, there's, yeah. there's this orthodontist that I, I follow. He's probably been on for a couple of years now, but just yeah. very savvy. Like who would have thought an orthodontist was on there, but yeah, very yeah. smart. You can see the way that he's done it. There's heaps of doctors on there. A lot of the allied health services are on there from what I've seen, yeah. but there's real estate agents there. It's, I mean, you know, yeah. you, you might be, be able to create or carve that niche for yourself. So now yeah, I'm looking absolutely. forward to, I'm no, looking forward to getting on that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll have a chat to you after this. Mm. Yeah, that's cool, man. Hey, I really enjoyed our time together, man. Thanks so much. Um, it's good just to, yeah, um, check in with people. Um, you know, obviously within our uh, broader professional and business community and um, look forward to following more of your stuff on LinkedIn as well. I've included all the relevant links and stuff in the um, comments on Facebook. And um, so if anyone wants to reach out directly to Matt with regards to the hashtag free business check, uh, I think it was called. Um, yeah, it's hashtag free business health check. That's, that's the one. Um, is, is link <laughs> you corrected me, got it. <laughs> um, I posted the, uh, your website and also that um, Virgin um, analysis that you had on LinkedIn, I'll post it in the comments on Facebook. So oh, thanks, yeah. Feel free yeah. to reach out to Matt um, with regards to that, but um, yeah, just reiterating, uh, the, the question I have at, at, at the final when we close is like, how can someone um, watching this from my network or network um, help you at this time? Is there anything else other than the um, hashtag free business health check? I think um, I posted a question up on LinkedIn uh, relatively recently about, um, you know, tips and stuff for working from home. Um, you know, like it's it's very new for me uh, being in this type of environment. 
Um, and, you know, that post um, had heaps and heaps of comments, people telling us what was, you know, what, what was going to be helpful to me and them and, and all that. So I'd, I'd highly recommend anyone to um, go and check that post out on LinkedIn. Um, you'll have, probably have to go through my profile or alternatively, if you just go to the search bar of LinkedIn and type in hashtag SV and then um, it's voidables, V-O-I, yeah, yeah, voidables. Um, uh, yeah, um, so if you just type that in, hashtag SV Voidables, um, uh, you'll get all of my posts um, that I've ever posted, basically. Um, unless yep. LinkedIn generally deletes every six months. But if you do that, there'll be a post there about that. And I'd, I'd recommend anyone to please leave any other comments about some tips that could help, um, either me or, or anybody else um, that's trying to work from home, especially those who are trying to look after kids at the same time. Like I, I really feel for anyone who's trying to do that. Uh, it's extraordinarily hard. Um, um, I certainly feel for them. Um, and I've, I've been speaking to quite a few who are doing that. And, and, uh, and some days they're really good. And then other days they're um, uh, wanting to pull their hair out. So I, I certainly feel for them. So if anyone's got any really good tips there, please leave it because um, people will read it um, and uh, it might help someone. So, so good, man. Um, yeah. I just put that in the comments, Facebook, so Thanks. easier to find. Um, but yeah. I figured that it's easier um, to just have the same, at least one of the same uh, hashtags on every single one of my posts so you could go back and find them. Very smart. Because LinkedIn, LinkedIn doesn't have a very good searchability um, oh, process. So it's let's, not, let's not get down that track. Man, I could go on for ages about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> as good as they are, but anyway, yeah. Hey, thanks so much, mate. I appreciate that. Um, I better let you get back to watching the NFL draft, actually. Um, if you haven't yeah. been sneakily looking at it on the second screen. <laughs> no, nah, I couldn't because um, it's. I had it going in my inside of my SV um, system, so I, I, I'm outside of that. I didn't want to get distracted, but I Smart am looking man. forward to seeing how the um, Packers go Oof. with their picks. So I know that there's already a lot of uproar about the first round. So. Um, <laughs> Um, I, yeah, we've, I've got quite a few people, friends and that, that are um, smashing me with comments and stuff at the moment on, on one of my WhatsApps. So I want to get back onto it. <laughs> Appreciate it, mate. Enjoy the uh, weekend and yeah. uh, let's, let's catch up again soon. Yeah, and thank you very much for having me. No worries, mate. Take care. Cheers.